0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to you, the podcast where three friends come together and bring you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This is the week of Friday, December 9th. I'm your host, Luna, and with me we have Gray.
1: What's happening, dudes?
0: All right, all right, all right. It's actually Dos Compadres again. So, unfortunately, Ken cannot be here, but for a very, very good reason. Ken is in Japan right now and I am so freaking jealous. Totemo y'all. So I know he's having a absolutely fantastic time and I'm so happy for him that he gets to go there but I really wish if I could join him right now. So ah compadres de. So it's those compadres right now, and Ken should be back on next week, and we are looking forward to having him back, and that way we can all three be together. But with that, Gray, how are you? What have you been listening to this week?
1: I I, I am good, and I I I'm, I told Ken last week I'd be with him in body, and well, I'd be with him in spirit. I, I, obviously not in body. I'm here. Uh, I'm doing uh. It's It's been a, a week, uh, to say the least. It's been busy, and I just, man, I hadn't had a chance to listen to nearly as much as I would like. Uh, and that's uh, where I ultimately landed. Uh, I, that being said, near the end of last week's episode, I discovered that Hal Cowley has put up more of their discography on Apple Music. Uh, I love Tip Tap's Tips uh, by them. And so I went and I added their Cyborg Oretachi album to my library. And I've been listening to that just a little bit. I got to listen to it a little bit Saturday. I listened to that uh, when uh, I was work- at work. But uh, other than that, like. The only other song I've really been listening to is Chainsaw Blood by Vondi because that song hits hard, but I've been so drained, just, man, work Saturday was awful, and I just, I'm still in some ways recovering from that insanity, so I haven't had a chance to listen to too much and stuff, but uh you know uh we did have a really good oricon uh, uh, i think it it is a pretty good week so i'm i'm looking forward to talking about that uh but i I haven't been listening to too much i did also go back and listen to Vondi's uh okitegami uh which is pretty good i like that one quite a bit too and i added that one to my library but nothing too crazy what have you been listening to luna
0: So I'm in the same boat as you. Lately, my work has been extremely busy. So it's been very difficult between meetings to listen to music. However, when I get very, very busy and have a lot thrown on me, I have what I call my comfort music. And so when I have had that time, I have comfort playlists, And one of them is Cream because something about Cream's music gives me energy but also calms me down because I love their lyrics. And it just puts me in really good spirits. So I have this playlist that I always go to. So whenever I drive to work, it really gets me hyped to start that day. And some of the tracks on there, Milk and Honey, Chupa Chops, Banana, Girl Like Me... Sounds Good, Change, Shooting Star, Kissing, flip side. So just a variety of their music. And I love Minami's vocals and Stax T's rap. So something about it is soothing for my soul. But then a part of that also goes to my favorite artist. She's also part of one of my other playlists that has my comfort music, which is Kodakumi. And she just had her anniversary 21st to 22nd anniversary special in the 6th which I wish if I could go but I've been listening to her her one of her newer songs Wings because it's a beautiful ballad and Kuchan does ballads the best I also went back to a lot of her winter songs because tis the season so you has been on my playlist along with you may know "Utah Futari Day and just there's just stay with me is another one and oh some of her more upbeat songs like driving especially when i'm in the car i have to listen to that one and taboo but i've had my certain music i also finally broke up my winter playlist i i wouldn't say i've been a scrooge because i've been watching holiday mus- movies But at the same time, it takes a lot for me to listen to holiday music as I worked retail for over seven years and that's all we get bombarded with. So I have a love-hate relationship with it. So when I listen to winter music, holiday music, it's a miracle. But I did break out the playlist earlier than usual. So I do have some recommendations for those. Bonnie Pink has an absolutely Wonderful mini album, and it's called Chain. And she has some great holiday music on there. And Chain Birthright is one of the lead tracks. It is phenomenal. She also does some uh, covers of your favorites, such as This Christmas and I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, stuff like that. Also went to Sakamoto Maya's Driving in a Silence mini album, which is a winter theme. And that is also a really nice listen just because of her soothing vocals. I love the track Homemade Christmas because it's original track and it's just so nice and peaceful. I also was listening to Kokia's Christmas gift album and those who don't know who Kokia is, she has an opera like voice and it is absolutely glorious And if you want a relaxing winter album or holiday album, I highly, highly recommend it. Because it will put you in beautiful spirits. I also pulled up E-Girls as they have a lot of good winter tracks. Such as Boom Boom Christmas and Merry Xmas and Mr. Snowman. And also some Ayumi's tracks such as Ballad, You Were carols no way to say or some tracks I highly recommend and so that's kind of been you know a little my winter playlist and also boa I will say my all-time favorite holiday song is medi Coody by boa and every year I sing it and I cry and I sing the song I know every lyric it is beautiful also Winter Love is another one of my favorites, and Love Letter, and she does a great rendition of Wham's Last Christmas, and also Foxy Miss does a great Last Christmas mashup, which I highly, highly recommend, so that's kind of at least been my relaxing list of when I'm in the car or when I need a good pick-me-up, and since it's the season, you need some stuff to get into. Check out a lot of the winter songs. Yuri just released one. And so did. There's been so many artists who've been dropping some winter releases lately. And it makes my soul very, very, very happy. Yuri released Christmas Eve. And then Atarayo released Christmas Night. And both are fabulous. And I recommend checking those out as well. So, with that, and with Ken not being on here, and we're really sad, we don't have too much of a topic. However, I wanted to bring up an event that happened in Japan, and it's a music event that's a pretty big deal. It's a music show, and it's called FNS Kayosai. And it had some absolutely amazing artists this year for the 2022 FNS. And I don't know if those who have gotten to watch it. I highly recommend looking some clips. Because the some of the featured artists that performed were Naniwa Wadanshi, Niju, Ado, Daichi Miura, Hinatsuzake 46, Official Hige Dandism, Sekai no Wadi, TRF, Hikawa Kiyoshi, Taniyuki, Kumi, Hamasaki Ayumi... Lisa, I mean, you want to talk about big names. It was a big show. And one of the big things that I really was watching for it is, y'all know I love Kodakumi. She was on there. She did show. Also, Ayumi performed two older songs, Appears and Who, which surprised me, to be honest, to see her perform Nose. And it was two nights. So it was literally a absolutely stacked list and gray i know you haven't actually really checked out the FNS uh Kiyosai, but seeing like the list of the artists that performed you know does this get you excited for you know the end of the year with the kohaku i mean like this is kind of one of those shows that really i feel like gets me prepared for the kohaku seeing all these big names and gets me excited
1: yeah, no, this, it sounds like a blast, and I, I, yeah, you're right. I hadn't had a chance to check it out, but just listening to it, there's a, some groups on here I'd love to see. Uh, I'd love to, especially like some like Naniwa Wadanshi I haven't seen live yet, and I know they're going to be at the Kohaku, uh, but, you know, this might be a nice preview of what they might do at the Kohaku, and so it might, it'd be worth checking out just for that alone, but, it, man, they got some really big n- names here uh news the beat garden mama rumiano i i love mama rumiano, so you know it'd, it'd be cool to listen to him travis japan's gonna was that it that's pretty cool nobody knows is still around that's interesting little glee monster layla was there like man this seems like a packed house so to speak
0: Oh, it was. and that's just like the tip because generations from exile. tribe was there, the Alfie, the pump, news. I mean, I was just shocked seeing the list they had. I'm also not surprised because each artist really does one to two songs that way they can fit everyone in. But yeah. I feel like one of the reasons I love this is last year you I saw a lot of pictures of Kodakumi and Lisa together. And Kotakumi actually signed, like, some stuff for Lisa because Lisa bought her best album. And you could see Lisa was so excited. And they both are fans of each other. So <laughs> That's it's, nice. it's really cute seeing the artists pose together and following a lot of their social medias. And seeing them all, like, support each other and get excited. So Kotakumi posted a photo with her and some of the generations from Exile tribe members and you know it just was really cute seeing everyone together and it just makes makes you feel really good to see see that and see the camaraderie among a lot of these artists who you would think are rivals but really they're all just like oh my god I love you I love you too you know they're all fans of each other and support each other so
1: yeah and I will say so night one was the seventh uh, and then the second Night 2 day will be the 14th. Is the 14th, so...
0: Yeah, so it's a amazing set list. And for Night 2, you got Equal Love, you got ICO, AKB48, ABC to Z, STU48, Official Dondism, King New, Creepy Nuts, Nobody Knows, Bish, Fantastics, Layla, Little Glee. I mean... And that's just naming a few. It is Johnny's West, Stray Kids, Stones, Dice, Travis Japan. I mean, it's like literally a stacked list, and I I love seeing seeing this. And this is a show that I wish if I could watch live, I would like cry. I. I've seen clips of it so far, of what's been posted via, you know, artist social medias, Twitter, Insta, YouTube, you know, but I, if I saw this live, I would be sitting there with my tissue box singing along and crying. Out of joy.
1: Yeah, this is a stacked list. I can't, man, they, I don't know if they could get more of a stacked list. I'll be honest.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it'd I, be hard. Uh, I agree. And this would be something in the future I would honestly love to cover. I know we always cover Kohaku, but I would love to cover the FNS uh, Koyosai at some point. And I know it's a long show. You're talking three and a half hours, you know, or so or more, you know, commercials. Yeah,
1: I mean, that that, that's that would just, you know, I mean, with so many people there uh, and them doing just a song or two. Like, yeah, I mean, it would be uh, it had to be a long program.
0: Yeah, and you get a great variety. I feel like, you know, with the Kohaku coming up, you know, some of these artists are going to be in the Kohaku, and this will give a great idea of, are they going to perform maybe some of these in the Kohaku? This is like a good prep. So, you know, it's one of those, I have this on my radar of, hmm, are they going to translate this into that? So, very interesting to see, and it's just... It always makes me happy to see just the mass amount of lists they get and just the artist and seeing Millet on here too and Snowman to pump. Sexy Zone, 17. It's just a great variety. So, yeah, congrats to all the artists who got to perform. And, you know, those of you who have gotten to see the you know the one already posted on the 7th great if you get a chance to see it i recommend checking out the FNF, fns kaiyosai and if you were able to check it out on the 14th it starts at 1600 it starts at 1800 hours 1830 hours i guess i should be specific so if you were able to check it out totally do so it is an awesome show and it, I feel like this will give you great exposure to artists you might not have seen or heard from yet, too, because there's so many artists in here that I feel like you might know one or two, but I guarantee by the end of the show, you will come back with a few artists that you're going to definitely want to check out later on.
1: Yeah, this looks pretty cool, and you're, you're right. It would be nice to cover it. I don't know how we would fit it in, but, um, you know... You know, something to be excited and look forward to. So, uh, you know, I this sounds pretty dope. And if you do have the chance to check this out, I, I'd recommend it. There's a, plenty to enjoy.
0: For sure. So with that, we're actually going to move on to the Oricon as it is a very stacked week and we got a lot to talk about.
1: Uh, it's uh it is super stacked. I've noticed that the Oricon has like a stacked week, an unstacked week, and then going back to a stacked week, like the on and off. So, uh this this week, I mean, it, it they a lot of artists brought their a game, and I think we have a a list of some really good songs. There's a there's a couple of stinkers that we'll talk about. One in particular I, that comes to mind, but. Uh, overall, I th- I think this is a great week for the OriCon, and I- I'm eager to dive in.
0: Oh, I am too. So we're gonna start with number ten, and that is "The Way of Life" by Reza Sullen. I I wish if I could say it like Ken did, because he's like Reza Sullen. I I can't do it. He does like this perfect way of saying it, and I cannot say it.
1: Yeah, he 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 has like that that. He, he has a way to, like, put an accent on it that makes it sound <laughs> good. He makes it easy. sound cool.
0: I can't make it sound cool. So, great. What did you think of The Way of Life?
1: So, uh, I enjoyed this. So, I asked Ken last week about Bang Dream off-air. Because it had been a while since I have seen them crop up. And little did I know they were about to drop this. So... Uh, it was really nice to see raise a sullen at number 10 this week with the, the way of life uh i liked it it is uh very energetic uh if if you want to put it that way i think that might be a little mild i mean this song is definitely 11. uh shout out to another song we're gonna be talking about but the this song i i liked it i like the composition it's a it's energetic. It's a little chaotic, but I think they make it work. And I, I find it to be a pretty catchy, fun song with The Way of Life. And I remember liking Raise of Soul in tracks. So it's nice to hear them back up and, and doing things. And I, I did. I liked The Way of Life. Dead Heat beat was also pretty fun. So I, I liked it. It's a little bit on the synthesizer side, which again might be a reason why I liked it so much, is I just I love my synth. But I, I did I, I like the way of life, and uh, I had some fun with it. Uh, I could see this song not being for everybody though, so you know take it for what it is. Uh, but you know it'd be a good song to play in a, in a dance rhythm game too. So it's definitely filling that number. Uh, what did you think about Luna?
0: So I listened to this way too early in the morning and I, I'm hit or miss on Risa Solon. I, there's some songs by them I've really liked. There's some I've been like, not for me. And way of life was half and half because I enjoyed the composition. I thought that was very, very well done, but My issue was with one of the vocalists is she was a little too energetic for me, and at 6 a.m. in the morning, I was not feeling it. I was like, I think my brain just exploded, and I want to cry, but I went back and re-listened to it, and it was better when you don't listen to it at 6 a.m., but it was very high energy, which I totally get, like, Raise a Soul and can pull up high energy songs. You know, in this regards, they remind me of Bish, because, like, Bish, I'm half and half on, like, some songs I freaking love, some I'm, like, no, go die in a fire. And Way of Life, I was, I was, like, teetering on how I felt, because there were segments of it I greatly enjoyed, because of the composition in one of the vocalists I thought was great. But there was the second vocalist who was very energetic and a little high pitched. That it threw the song off for me. And that's where it kind of put me in that I'm very conflicted on how I feel about that. But I also totally get what they're going for. Because this is definitely meant to be a more high energy song. So... With that, I like, I would honestly love to hear what Ken thinks of this because I know he really enjoys Raisa Solon. So hopefully this stays on till next week, or at least we get to talk about it a little bit, or he can chime in. But, um,.
1: Yeah, I will say it does feel bad to talk about the, the being a Bing Dream fan without the Bing Dream fan. <laughs> I know. And the
0: funny thing is, is you just brought up Raisa Solon last week and was saying, yeah, we haven't seen Raisa Solon for a while. And the next thing you know, here they are. Must have been listening to us. So hopefully sticks around. So, you know, Ken can talk about it. If not, stay tuned to his Twitter. I'm sure he'll talk about it. So The Way of Life by Risa Solon sold a total of 9,466 copies. And with that, we move on to number nine, which is Orange Kiss, Orange Kiss by Snowman. I know we've talked about this in the past as this has been out for a little bit. Gray, has your opinion changed on Orange Kiss?
1: No, it was just nice to go back and listen to it. Uh, I I loved Orange Kiss. I thought it was fantastic when uh, it dropped all the way back in July. But... Uh, I I like this a lot. This is right up my alley. This is the kind of music that I I tend to enjoy. So I, I I love this. It was nice to go back and listen to it, and it got me excited for the Kohaku that you know it's in a couple of weeks. So uh, you know, I would love for them to do orange kiss because i'm fairly certain Snowman's going to be there i could be wrong i'm already forgetting who all is going to be there it's it's such a packed house it's always hard to remember all the you know all 50 artists that are going to be at it uh but i, I do I, I love snowman and i think orange kiss was fantastic and it's it's nice to see it back up on here
0: yeah i agree relisting to it it's a Solid track, not my favorite Snowman track, but I think it's really good, and I can see this being performed on a lot of the shows that'll be to come. So glad to see it back on here. um With that, "Letting You Kiss" by Snowman sold a total of ten thousand three hundred thirty-four points, and moving on to number eight, which is "Ichiban Suki nahito, ni Sayonara oh, o io, yo eh, io. By Astro. So, Gray, this is a new one. What did you think of of this? Because this is your first time hearing Astro.
1: Yeah, this was a group I was not too familiar with, I'll be honest. And I didn't know what to expect. You, you know, I did see that they were a K-pop group. But, you know, I had no idea what I was walking into when I listened to this. And I guess that was for the better because, my God, this is probably... I don't know if it's my favorite song of the week, but it is easily the most surprising song of the week. Ichiban suki uh, na Hito ni Sayonara o Iyo is amazing. It is really, really freaking good. These guys really killed it. This is a vocal heavy performance that really focuses a lot on harmonization and vocalization with a very, very good composition backing these boys. Just the melody alone is really good. Uh, There is a rap near the middle of the song that I I like. I can see it being a little off putting to certain people, but I love this and I thought it was absolutely fantastic and my lord it, it makes me want to check out more of astro because i like like you said luna i'm not too familiar with them but i was not certain what to expect with with this and i i had a blast uh this was an easy plus sign and it was definitely just an amazing one to listen to and i i'm, I'm going to be listening to this I, my only gripe is that i wish they dropped it earlier because i could easily see this song being in my top five of the year tracks like this was great but sadly it's a little too late for that but i i love this still i i you know if you want a ballad number that's vocal intensive I, this is an easy recommendation and uh, do yourself a treat go check out this, uh, go check out Ichiban Suki Nahito ni Sayonara o Iyo. That is such a great song. I, I think this was amazing. These guys killed it. What did you think Luna?
0: So I thought, I actually thought Ichiban Suki Nahito ni Sayonara o Iyo was fantastic. And I've heard Astor's name before because they've been pretty popular. They've been gaining a lot of popularity in the Korean industry as long as well as the U.S. industry is I have seen some of their K-pop releases at local stores. So I was familiar with the name. However, I don't usually go out of my way to just by albums like I used to you know so I was like name wise familiar but I've never had the chance to actually check out their music so Ichi, uh, Ichiban Tsuki Nahito Ni Sayonara you was a great way to start as it not only has a beautiful composition I think they had a great way of showcasing their vocals Even though there is some rap in it. Which is usually my gripe with certain K-pop songs. They always have to include it. It felt very subtle. And that's what I liked about it. Because it actually flowed. And the music. Everything flowed together. The vocals. The composition. Nothing was overpowering. Because usually you have a composition. That will overpower the vocals. Or the vocals overpower the composition. Or the rap will stick out like a sore thumb. And I felt with. Ichiban Tsukinahita ni Sayonara OU, that didn't happen. I was honestly pleasantly surprised because looking at the cover, looking at the artist slash genre, I was not prepared for what I got. And when I first started listening to it and you hear the piano come on at the beginning, then you hear their vocals. It's such a nice feeling. And I was like, oh, this is not what I expected, this is a nice change. And as the song goes on, you're like, wow, this is very good. It's different than what we usually hear and what we expect from a lot of the male groups. And I had this pleasant surprise. So I greatly enjoyed it. And I would honestly love to hear Ken's thoughts on this because I know he takes a little bit more different approach, one, than I do, because I do have a soft spot for certain K-pop artists, the industry, because I I did listen to a lot of it back in the day. Not as much as I used to. But I would like to hear his thoughts on this because usually for the K-pop, we hear a lot of pop and lock or we hear compositions that don't match. We hear, you know, like by the numbers type of thing. I feel like with Ichiban na Hita ni Sayonara O.E.U. It stood out a lot more than others. And I would like to see if Ken feels the same way as me and you do, Gray. Because I know for you, even though you haven't, you know, this is one that you really enjoyed as well. So I, I would love to hear the consensus on this.
1: Yeah, and I, I know Ken, Ken's got a more discerning ear than I do. I, I, I feel like, you know, I, I'm a little too easy to please some days uh i i think that's fair criticism like it's just it's not hard to make me happy you know i i like uh i just i really like what they have going on here and i'd be interested to hear ken's two cents too because he always comes at it from a a different angle than i do and a one that's a, a bit more interesting and he has a usually a really good opinion on, on these groups Uh, and I'd love to hear what he has to say, but I, I imagine this is something he'd like. It's, you know, I know he's a sucker for his ballads and, uh, I, I think he'd like this at the end of the day, but you know, I don't want to speak for him either. So, well, it would be great to have him on here It who knows it. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm greatly glad to see this on here. So Ichiban sukinano ni Sayonara o sukinano Hito ni Sayonara o You by Astro sold a total of 11,942 copies. And moving on up to number seven, it is 11, the Japanese version to be specific, by Ivu and... This is interesting. So this is another uh, K-pop release, another K-pop group, six member girl group. And Gray, what did you think about this?
1: So I felt like this was the opposite of what we just talked about. While Ichiban Suki Nahito ni Sayonara oh, o Iyo was a surprise, I think Eleven by IVE was the opposite of a surprise. I, I it was one of those where. When you see it's k K-pop and it's a girl group, you get an idea of what to expect and it lived up to that expectation for better or for worse. I think it just was, you know, this was a girl group K-pop song. And it's okay for what it is. I, I don't think this is terrible by any means, but it's not... I'm not the target audience for this track and I know it. And so... Usually when this stuff comes up, I just like, well, you know, it, it's okay for what it is, but I, I don't really have too much to say about it because, I mean, th- this felt me kind of like by the numbers. I, I wasn't too wowed by it. I, I think you, Luna, have a bit more window in into girls, girl groups, the girl K-pop groups, so you probably have a better eye on it than I do. Uh, to me, I found this unappealing and I, I'd say honestly forgettable. I, I don't, I, you know, it, it, it. this came back up on the chart. So it's popular, which, you know, kudos to it, but I, I wasn't liking it. And so I, I'm just kind of like, eh. But it is what it is. What did you think, Luna?
0: So I... I do have a soft spot for girl groups. I always have, and I'm going to be specific on that because when I say girl groups, doesn't necessarily mean idols, but also idols can be defined in different ways. So I'm not going into that. But girl groups is a soft spot because I love Sistar, I love Girls' Generation and Four Minute, and you know Twenty One, and I like Blackpink. You know, so yes, there's girl groups I have. I have my soft spot for you know and. J pop, like e girls, dream, happiness, flower, you know, that type of thing. And Ivu fits along kind of that. However, my issue with Ivu is it 11 feels very forgettable. It really, to me, feels like another girl group trying to, you know, do what all these other ones have already done. They don't bring anything unique to the table with 11. And that's my biggest gripe. It didn't stand out to me. And I want something that's going to stand out from the rest. You know, it, you don't have to be girls generation standout that made you go, oh my God, who are these girls back, back in the day? You know, or like Sistar did that for me in 4 Minute. You know, there's certain groups that always stood out to me. And there are still ones today that have had one or two songs that have made me stop and be like, wow this is great and for example even though I'm not super into Twice their song I Can't Stop Me still comes to mind as a song stopper as you know one that made me recognize oh my god this is great and Eleven didn't do that I would like to hear more by Aibu I think they have potential but they also have a ways to go and they need to find a way to stand out from all the other girls that are current in the industry. And I can think of many, many other K-pop groups right now who are breaking out. Like Kepler had two hit songs in Oricon this year, you know, and they just debuted it. And this is Ivu's Japanese debut. So, and 11... Was there also the same song they did? They did a Korean debut last year, not of 2021. And yeah, it's a decent song, but it doesn't fully stand out. And I feel like in this cutthroat industry, you need something that's going to wow and stand out. So I'm going to watch to see what they do. Because like Ken does, I'm not going to judge in their first single. They could change this up easily. They could release the next song or their third single that's like, oh my god, this is great. This is, you know, stands out. But it's always hard to determine that because right now I feel like it's dime of the dozen with all these groups coming about in the industry. And like Cutthroat is how much it's been lately and so many groups come and go so i'm curious to see what ibu would do and how they will do and i hope they make the charts again so we can go back and look at them but as it stands right now 11 is an okay track but it also feels that we're gonna forget about it in the next week or two
1: yeah i'm i'm honestly surprised that you know this came back up from October because I don't even remember talking about it, honestly. And um, you know, I, like I said, it has an audience that people and people like this, and more, more power to them. You know, you know, if you you know you like what you like, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. But I, I, to me, I was just like, oh man, this this is back from October. I don't even remember covering it, but you know, it is and what it, it is.
0: It might not have made the charts back then. Because sometimes they come out digitally, then they have that physical release, and also Ivu made the Spotify holiday list in Japan, which is what I'm sure pushed this to more popularity. So that's the other thing is you know certain artists get spotlighted, and that could easily push it. I could think of a couple reasons, but I can see people. I see the. I see why people would like Eleven. I totally see it. I'm you know just from like our perspective. And, you know, this is by the numbers. But I also see why people are going to enjoy the song. It's, I'm not saying it's a bad song by any means. I see who it's aiming towards. But I would like to see where they go in the future. All right. So and with that, 11 Japanese version by Aibu. So the total of 19,472 copies. And moving on up to number six, which is Roundup featuring Miyavi slash Kim- Kimi Omo. By The Rampage from Exile Tribe. And Gray, you being our resident boy group fan, what did you think of this single?
1: Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I had a a blast with Roundup featuring Miyavi. Uh, I think this was a very interesting track. This is a little different from what The Rampage typically does. But it's definitely that high energy stuff that they are known for. But this is just, I don't know, it's approaching that at a slightly different angle than they typically do. And I I think it works great. I think Miyavi really did uh, work really well with this group, And it just, it comes together really nice. Uh, The composition's different, but it works. And I think this is a great, Number that they really did. I really enjoyed Roundup. Uh, To me, the star of this release, though, was Kimio Mo. That song is gorgeous, and it just goes to show that, you know, The Rampage has been mixing it up uh, quite a bit lately. I remember it was a big deal when they released their first ballad, but, you know, they've dropped a few ballads since then, and... Each ballad they drop gets better and better, I think. And I think this might be their best ballad to date. It's really good. I love the vocals in it. And it really showcases these guys have amazing talent. Uh, They're great singers. And it's really nice to hear that in Kimi Kimi Omo. So... I, I thought that one was the standout of this release. I thought it was easily the best song. As much as I loved Roundup, I think uh, Kimi Omo was just much better. And really, if you want to just listen to something amazing, I recommend that because it just blew my socks. I wasn't expecting it. The Rampage... You know that like they have that reputation of a pop and lock group. You don't expect songs like "Kimi Omo," and when they do drop it, man, it just it comes out of left field, and I loved every second of it. And I would love to hear more like this because I mean, this just works, and I, I loved this. I thought this was. Amazing! This is also my two cents. I think the their best release of the year, because uh, the other stuff that they released, I, I didn't like that much. And you know, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of all the other Exile tribes. And the Rampage is one of the is a group where it's like sometimes they'll release a song, I love it, and sometimes they'll release a song and I won't like it and and stuff. So like they're like the one that I have like this love hate relationship with. Uh, and I felt like you know Roundup featuring Miyavi and Kimiomo Mo that was easily the the best stuff that they've released all year and i could listen to this all the time so uh they go out on a high note for the year and i i just love this i i can't recommend it enough especially if you're like me in the boy groups uh you you will like this it, it is really good uh, and Easily one of the best tracks that we're going to talk about. Like, there's one track that we're going to talk about later that personally I like a bit more, but from an overall perspective, I think more people will probably be happier with this. Uh, and I, I think they killed it. I think this is awesome. And I am really happy to see a track, a release like this from these guys. What did you think about Luna?
0: So I do agree for once I I'm not like I do enjoy ex- uh, a lot of the exile tribes and exile I love exile Ran- the rampage though I've always been hit or miss on so I was kind of I did see I love Miyavi and he also does a lot of experimental stuff So seeing his name on roundup I was like okay this could go two different ways. It could be really weird and I don't know what to think of it. It could be very good or it could be what did I just listen to? I need to like comprehend this. It's more than strange. So, with Roundup, I love the guitar work at the beginning. And that was the one thing that caught me first is the composition. And you could tell that was definitely Miyavi. The one thing I love about him is he knows how to work with his artists. He knows their strengths, understands them, and knows how to work best with them. And I feel like that's why Roundup worked very well. Despite them being very different genres of music, Miyavi is great about going out of his wheelhouse and working with artists of all different genres and creating a fantastic song. And and Roundup wasn't my favorite of the two, but I genuinely liked what it did I love I just absolutely love the composition because I listened to the instrumental afterward because I enjoyed it so much and just the guitar work that went into it but I also thought the vocals were very good and it was something different than what Rampage usually does and I felt like it went out of their usual style of pop and lock and just in general gave a unique flavor to it. I thought Miyavi's vocals meshed very well with the Rampage and vice versa. So I thought that was a hit, but Kimi no Omo, which was fantastic. I mean, it was beautiful. The vocals showed on point, the composition. I think this was the best of the two. However, as a whole, the single was great, but I cannot say enough about Kimi Oumu. Is it my favorite song of the year? No. Is it my favorite song of the week? I don't know. I would say it's definitely up there because we actually had a very good week. And I was pleasantly surprised by this because I also don't always know what to expect. I, of course, love Kimi no Oumu more than the next one we're going to talk about a little ways up. But that's for different reasons, because they are two completely different types of songs. Kimi Omo's, I would say, mid-tempo ballad-like track. And I love that the Rampage from XL Tribe can bring that about and does it in such a nice, tasteful way. And shows their range and that they can do slower tracks like that. And I loved hearing that from them. And I think this is a great way if this is the last single they do of the year, I commend them because it's a great note to go out on. So I'd like to hear what Ken thinks of this, because I know he has a lot more insight into a lot of the Exile Tribe, too. And just because I feel like he's really good about giving a little more critical point than us, because sometimes I feel like I'm too easy on things, but I also like hearing his perspective, and I think he'd really enjoy Kimi Omoo as well. But I really want to hear what he thinks of Roundup featuring Miavi, just because it's it's something I feel like a little bit unique for them and a very interesting collaboration, which is what I loved.
1: Yeah. And I will say, you know, Ken's always, you know, he's always, you know, coming from the perspective of he wants groups to mix it up a bit, especially if they're in a rut. And I think, this release right here actually does that, you know, it, it does mix it up quite a bit for uh, the group. Like, it's just, it's something way different than what they typically do. So, uh, you know, I'd love to get his two cents on it. I wonder, you know, if he thinks it's different enough or do you, you know, like he has a, he has a very interesting opinion on these things. So it's always nice to hear it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that's why I love hearing what Ken thinks, because he knows some of these groups more than us. And I mean, I've been exposed to Exile. I love Exile, but I haven't been exposed to some of these. Now, Miyavi, very familiar with. And I know Ken is, too. But I love hearing his thoughts and stuff like this and seeing when artists mix it up and seeing if they mixed it up enough. I don't I'm not as familiar with them to say yes, they have. But hopefully it sticks around till next week. But it did very well this week. Roundup featuring Miyavi and Kimi Omou by The Rampage from Exile Tribe sold a total of twenty-six thousand seventy-seven copies. And moving on up to number five, which is Stardom by King New. And speaking of experimental, I mean, we whenever we bring up King New, you know where it's going. So. Great. Why don't I'm curious to hear what you thought about Stardom by King New because I know for King New for you lately they've been misses. But did Stardom change that?
1: Nah, not really. Uh, I mean, I of the of the releases this year, I think this is the one I like the most. But at the same time, I I'm, this isn't for me. Uh like I really liked Hakujitsu, but. Uh, this this year, like I don't know, I haven't really liked a whole lot of King New and, and what they've been doing. It's just not been my thing. Uh, I Stardom, it, it's a little bit more closer to what I typically like in music, and I, I think this one's, like I said, of their releases this year, this is my, I think my person the one I like the most. And even then, I'm like, well, I didn't love it. I, I'm not hitting the plus sign on this by any means. Uh, but you know, it's, it does the job it needs to do. I think it's mildly catchy. It is something that I can listen to more than once and, you know, not cringe about it per se, but uh, I don't see, I just don't see myself picking this up, but you know, King knew like they, they do their own thing and this song's no different. It's got a very interesting composition and uh, it doesn't sound like anything like you'll you typically hear and you know King knew they mix it up all the time. Uh, you know if you don't like one song, you know wait another song you, you may still not like it, but you may like it, you don't know because they just this so different with every song uh, that they, they really have a wide variety that is unparalleled in some ways. So uh, for me I, I I like this one more than what they have been doing, but I still not liking it. If that makes any sense, I'm not going to hit the plus sign on this. I'm not going to be listening to this song while I'm at work or anything like that. So I, I, I had to pass on it this week, but I appreciate what they're doing with this release. And, uh, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do next, but I know like they've like, ever since they've hit the Kohaku, they've been pretty popular, so, uh, it's nice to see them on here. What did you think about Luna?
0: So, I'm still on this point that I'm, I listened to it a couple times, but I'm having that. I didn't hit the plus sign on it, but I don't hate it. Like I actually, I like it, but not enough to hit the plus sign And the one reason I do like it is I like what King New does is because they know how to make, they know how to stand out and make you remember them. And I, but I also feel like for me, Hakuchitsu was the song that really got me. And after that, it was really, you know, their music was either really out there. That was way be It was too experimental for me. And I understand, you know, they, I like that they stick out. I like that that's their shtick. And I like that they're doing what they do and they want to do. And I feel like stardom is good. It, it has a good composition. There are point parts of it that I, I feel like just don't fit. And that's my only issue with it. And that's probably why you can't hit the plus sign. Because, and I I feel like part of it is because of the uniqueness they throw in it. And sometimes it just throws you off. Because it's not quite what you fully want to make it fully flow. But out of all the recent song King New has done lately, I've liked Stardom. Probably one of the most ones I've liked. I honestly think it's a solid track. I... I feel like at the same time, though, this is an artist that I also have to be in the mood for. I have to be in a mood, do I want to listen to this style of music today? Because it does, I feel like with King New, they make me think. Like, what are they doing? What are they trying to do? What are they trying to express? And I wouldn't say stardom makes me go fully in those fields so my whole brain is spiraling like some songs they've done like why are you doing this but it still is one of those that takes you off guard a little bit in some aspects of it and does make you stop and really listen which is what I love music to do is make you really listen either in that good hopefully in the good way makes you stop and listen not like something else I'll talk about later but I I mean all in all I think Stardom is a solid song. I'm glad to see it on here. I'm glad to see King News still doing so well. I do want to hear Ken's thoughts on this because also I feel like with Stardom my thoughts could change depending on my feelings too. So with that, Stardom by King News sold a total of 27,136 copies. Moving on up to Stars by Milk, and I know who is so excited about this. Gray, why don't you start talking about this? Because I know you love it.
1: Yeah, no, Stars by Milk, like this was something that I've been asking for for a while as a a fan of this group. Uh, I've been wanting something that slows it down a little bit and really focuses a bit more on their vocals because they had developed a reputation of a happy-go-lucky kind of one-note, one-style boy group, and and I, I like I like their music. I I, love, I really have enjoyed Milk. I've always been a fan of Milk. I'm, I covered them for Music Corner, uh, and I stand by them. But I've always felt like there's like they could really push things to the next level, and I feel like Stars does that. Uh, this is a really good ballad that focuses very much on their vocals and it comes together so well. I don't think this is the best ballad we'll talk about that we talked about today. Astro kind of clinched that one. But as a fan of Star, as a fan of Milk, this has been something that as a fan I've been asking for for a long time. It is so nice to finally hear it i love hearing these guys sing they sound amazing they have really good vocals they have great harmonization and they really need to lean into this a bit more because it's really good Um, i do wish telepathy and infinity try were better uh i didn't like those songs nearly as much as i did stars i think stars is the standout of this release uh, it just it comes together so well. I really loved this release, and it's just something that I I haven't heard from Milk, and I I would love to hear more of this from them because man, they just they they can really be something amazing if they wanted to be, and I think Stars proves it, and so. Uh, I'm very eager to see what they do next. As always, I'm, I'm a fan of milk and I think this makes me a bigger fan of milk. Uh, I, I love this. I, I wasn't even a contest. Like I hit the plus sign. Uh, I hit the plus sign on five tracks this week. Uh, it, it was a, uh, to me, this was a good week. And it, that, that just stars was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. And, uh, Uh, I can't wait to hear more from this group. They're they're really good. And if they go in a new direction where they focus a bit more on vocals, I think they're going to be an amazing group. So uh, let's see what they do. And, you know, more power to them. Uh, This was a great release. I will be listening to this all week. Uh, Stars was fantastic. And just a great way to end the year. Uh, What did you think about it, Luna?
0: So... I surprisingly enjoyed it. And I know with male male groups, I'm very picky, but I actually thought Stars had a decent composition. The vocals were great, everything matched up, synchronized. I didn't quite hit the plus sign just because it isn't really my cup of tea. So I can't see myself listening to this, you know, often, enough to hit plus. However, I think Stars is a great song. I enjoyed what Milk did here. It it really did, did shine for me. I think this is also one of the highlights for the week. Vocal-wise, I thought was very good. And it kind of changed my opinion because I know with Milk, I really have been hit or miss. There are some songs of theirs I'm like, this is really good. There's some songs of theirs I'm like, this is way too high energy for me and I cannot do this. So with Stars, I didn't feel like the high energy was there. It was very consistent and... Vo- and not just vocal-wise, but composition-wise. And that's what stuck for me. I I thought it was very well put together. And I would like to hear more songs like this by Milk. And yeah, I, I could see my opinion changing later. And maybe hitting the plus sign later. But, you know, for those who do like the male groups, I can totally see this being a hit. I mean, it's very well done for me who it's not my cup of tea i enjoyed it and i do recommend checking it out i i would like to hear what ken thinks on this because i know we've discussed milk in the past and we've had some varying opinions depending on what they've released so i'd like to hear what he thinks of stars
1: yeah it would be interesting because of all the people i think he was the most critical of milk and I remember his criticism being he, you know, he wished they would mix it up a bit more. And so I feel like, you know, uh, I really feel like, you, I wonder if like he would like this because it, they do mix it up this time and they, they kind of shake it up a bit. Like I said, It's only stars, telepathy and infinity. Try. it goes back to the tried and true milk, but, uh, still it's, stars is fantastic and I I think it's worth just, you know, stars by itself is worth checking out. So good.
0: Yeah. uh, Stars did very, very well this week. So stars by milk sold a total of 41,820 copies. And with that, we are going to move on to number three, which is party seven. And I'm debating on how to say this because it could go different ways. So I'm going to go with this. Party 7, Jinja Knight, Knight by Generations from Exile Tribe. So, Gray, I know you talked, you kind of hinted at this one a little earlier when we mentioned the Rampage. So why don't you go ahead and talk about Party 7, Jinja Knight?
1: Yeah, this was a very fun and interesting release. I, I just seeing like the cover of it and stuff like that i was kind of expecting a pop and lock track i i I guess i listening to it I, i mean you could dance pop and lock to it it's definitely got that like edge to it uh but this is a fun track you know it's uh it's got like a rainbow shot on the cover so you know this is a party track if that makes any sense uh these guys are going all out and i i did i I like this i like this a lot more than i thought i would i don't think this is my favorite generation's release of the year by any means i think they have better stuff but party seven uh genja night yeah you're right luna that's a weird word i i don't know how i would pronounce that uh sorry if i mispronunciate that but uh, I did. I, I like this. I I liked it a lot. This is the last sign, song I hit the plus sign on. Uh, I I think the Exile Tribe as a whole have had a great year. I've I've added a lot of Exile Tribe music to my library this year, more so than any year that we've been doing podcasts. And I've had the uh, boy group tag now for a few years, so I I've, I felt like you know the Exile Tribes have had just a fantastic. 2022 and you know what if generations wants to end 2022 going out in a party more power to them. this was a lot of fun i had a blast with it and i am really just happy uh that they ended on a good note for the year like i said it's not my favorite release and you know it could be uh, it, it, you know It could be a better, you know, it's not their best dance number. But like I said, for what it is, I I had a blast with it. It was a no-brainer for me to hit the plus sign on. And I I had a ton of fun with this. Uh, It's catchy. It it does, you know, it's just the right amount of fun uh, and dance. So uh, if you like a good dance number, uh, Party 7 Genja Night is worth checking out my two cents uh what did you think about it luna
0: so i thought it was okay it was fun it was a very i'm trying to think because it's not pop and lock but it's a very fun poppy track with a good beat and i thought decent vocals it it's still it's not quite my cup of tea to be honest but i think party seven ginger night was a decent track and if you like that type of thing i i can totally see the popularity of it i i i do enjoy what they were doing they made a fun track that you can party to dance to that type of thing and great as soon as i heard this i knew you would freaking love it i'm just like well I already know Gray's top tracks of the week are probably going to be Party 7, Ginger Night. It was going to be the Rampage one, or it was going to be Astro or Milk. Milk was the other one. Like, I knew this was your week because looking at the list, obviously, and I actually thought Party 7, Ginger Night would probably have been your favorite just because of the style. It's a very fun, upbeat track that feels like it's going to get you in a really good mood. Especially if that's the vibe you're going for, I, I think they do a very good job of it, making it fun. So,
1: yeah, honestly, it, I, it's it's hard for me to pick my favorite this week. It, it was such a good week, and I, I, I man, it, it, like I said, it, this was my week. Uh, they it, like the boy groups have really been bringing it lately. But it, I, if I had to pick one, honestly, and this might be surprising, Astro uh with their release like that that was just because that one came out of left field you know i wasn't expecting it uh and really i think that's the best ballad of the week easily and uh just the vocals in that one i think were more on point so um but it it's a competitive week for the boy groups like if you're a fan of boy groups this is your week uh believe you me and it, it just, I mean, it, you know, and, that, and that's not including, you know, uh, Goldie's like Orange Kiss or number one, uh, like both, you know, the, the number one, when we get to it, that's, that, that's boy group two that we've talked about recently. And that, I love that. So, you know, you're talking about like what? One, two, three, four, five. Almost every other song was a boy group this week.
0: Yeah, the boy group's dominated, and they did a very good job of it. I think they all deserve to be on here. It was a solid week. And even though it's not my cup of tea, not my my thing, I respect what they've done and the music they've created. And I, I think everyone's done a fantastic job, and I think Generations did great. With, you know, and all the groups in general that are on here. But Party Night, Ginger Night was solid. Uh, it was fun. Great party time track. So, uh, with that, Party Seven, Ginger Night by Generations from Exile Tribe sold a total of 45,122.2 two two copies. Going on up to number two. So, <sighs> so number two. Is Ume cha 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 mm-hmm. cha cha Uchirano jimoto wa chiku-chan by Ochanoma, Ochanorma So great! I'm gonna let you talk first about this. I'm sure we both have a lot to say. I had a lot of words earlier, so I'm gonna let you start.
1: Yeah, no. This was it, it, honestly, I would say this is the worst release of the week. I mean, this was a mess, uh, and that's putting it mildly. It, it's not, it's not good. Un- Unme cha 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 mm, is the worst of the two tracks, but man, you're talking about like margins of not good. Uh, but. Unmei cha 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 to me is like the song definition of throwing spaghetti on a wall and seeing what sticks, and then watching all the spaghetti fall off and nothing stick, because it's just so all over the place. Uh, it's chaos. Uh, it's it's almost like four or five tracks kind of crammed into one. The the Beethoven opening is. Awful, I don't even know why it's there. it doesn't seem to do much uh this was terrible, and I genuinely just did not like it uh, i am not familiar with Ocha Norma uh and I will say this is not a good first impression by Ocha Norma. This was very rough listening. It was all I could do to make it through it. I will say I did listen to all of it. But it was not a pleasant listening experience. Uh, Uchira no Jimoto wa Chikyu Jinai. That one I liked a little bit more. But... Again, you're talking like margin, like very small margins of light. Well, compared to the previous thing, which is nearly unlistenable, this one you can at least tolerate. So, uh I I didn't like it. I, I will say that there's four releases on this, and I didn't listen to the last two, but uh the first two tracks are rough. I I did not like it, and I I. Th- I just am I I know this is a brand new group but it just does not work and even there's even like a trumpet near the end of Umain Cha 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 and I did not like that either it just like nothing in the song works at all and it it mystifies me how it got to number two (laughs)
0: oh but. i get it so to further what you said it cha cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. cha 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 so that was s- when i first heard how it opened it opened with obviously one of beethoven's most famous m- musical pieces and i'm like okay well this is not off to a good start was my thought and then you know it goes from there and then this track Changes so many times at once. I stopped what I was doing and had to replay it from the beginning because in my mind, I was thinking, there is no way this track is going to change this much in one song. And what are they trying to do? So with Ume Cha 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 it was more than a mess, it was a catastrophe. And it was all over the place. It did not know what it wanted to be. It was going in every which way possible. It just felt like someone just took pieces of a song, like little snippets of a song, and pieced them all together into one track. And I just am flabbergasted. About how this is a track. And I was trying to figure out the whole time what they were trying to do. I feel like a lot of it was they were trying. What I feel like they wanted to do was do samplings of famous musical pieces. However, the way it went about did not fit the way they were probably intending it to. But it was just so discombobulated that my brain melted and when I have usually like music's my getaway when I'm working and it helps me concentrate on what I'm doing especially when I'm dealing with numbers and I've been dealing with a ton of numbers this week and figuring things out and I literally had to stop what I was doing trying to figure out what this track was trying to do and I sat there and when I have to I'm best at multitasking, and when I have to stop multitasking to concentrate on a piece of music because I don't know what they are intending to do, that's not good. Or it means it's really good. It's either really, really good because I'm melting away and I have to think about, I have to just enjoy it for what it is, or I'm sitting there like, what are you doing? This is the hottest piece of trash I've ever heard. Um, I had to wrap my head around what was going on. So, and I don't like saying that about songs. And I'm trying, in my mind, I'm also trying to think, why did they create this track? Why was this created? What were they trying to do? Because I, also me trying to give the benefit of the doubt at the same time. But, ume cha-cha-cha-cha-chatin was just a mess. I will say Uchirano no Jimoto wa Uchiki-chan was a little better But not by much. I feel like both of them just felt very, they were trying to do too much in the time period they had and were just melting things together of, we like this, we like this, we like this, let's mesh them all together. And that's what it felt like for me was it was just a giant hodgepodge of pieces of music that they really like and enjoy and want to do something with. And I apologize for those who do enjoy this and understand what they were trying to do. So if you understand what they were trying to do, please tell me and explain it to me because I would love that. I, I racked my brain for a while trying to figure this out. I honestly would love to hear what Ken thinks on this because I could be very wrong and they were trying to do something brilliant and I just didn't get it.
1: I, I don't know. I I mean, he might like this, but I I would be surprised if he did. This was... Uh, they, they really need to pick a lane and stick to it. It's just, it's too all over the place. And it, because of that, the whole thing suffers.
0: Oh, I agree. And I think that's my, you know, issue, you know, with it. I was, I was, you know, I, I always want to go into a song thinking I'm going to like it or giving it the benefit of the doubt. And even re-listening to this, I keep trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, just because that's part of my personality in a, in a sense, but at the same time, I'm just like, oh no 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 no.
1: Yeah, and you know, I I think we all sit down. You know, anytime like there's a song that comes on that we don't like, it's, it was it's not for lack of trying. I I think we all sit down wanting to like stuff. And stuff, you know. I think we enjoy reporting songs that we that we genuinely like. Than you know, kind of like listening to a song, not liking it, and then having to be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, "Oh my lord," this was not a pleasant listening experience. But you know, sadly, you know, we can't like everything. Uh, Yeah, and and I'm hoping
0: maybe this group will change it up next time. I don't know too much about Ocha Norma they're you know new to me in that aspect it's not a this is the first time I recall ever hearing this group on here so they're a hello project group and I really enjoy hello project so they formed in 2021 so they're a pretty relatively new group and so I'm hoping maybe you know some of their other songs are a variety of difference this could just be a one-off on that matter, you know. So I'm gonna look forward to seeing what else they will do, you know, on that, you know, on that matter. And no Jimoto Uchiranojimotoa Chikujan was actually their second single. So they have. I wouldn't mind hearing their first single because I have not seen it. I've not heard it before. I don't recall hearing it. I also would like to, you know, like maybe give them a chance in our third single. They could easily surprise us. Who knows? But so far, Ume cha 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 and no j- jimoto wa chikunja was definitely a miss for me. However, I would love to hear other people's opinions on it and see what you guys think. All right, with that, it did relatively well. Like Ume cha 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 and Uchidano no j- jimoto wa did very well selling 74,719 copies with that we move on to number one which no surprise here it is Yomi Idori by King and Prince good for them King and Prince Omerito. I am very happy to see you guys on here still Tsukiyomi is still an absolutely fantastic song and I love it and my opinions haven't changed so I honestly don't have any more to say, and if you want to hear all of our initial thoughts, check out the last three episodes, because we've all talked about this. Gray, did you have any more comments or opinions on Suki Yomi Idori?
1: Other than the fact that I'm really impressed with this number that they managed to pull out, I mean, you know, this, this song dropped a month ago, uh, and, like... Every time like we've ever seen like a song rehit number 1 uh it is a f- it is a minuscule fraction of what it's originally sold and very rarely is it this high uh so i mean you know this was definitely nice to see these guys back up on here and i am very glad to see this up here so uh Good on King and Prince. The, this is a great release, and it, it is really exciting. I'm really excited for these guys. Uh, they've earned uh, their number one space twice, twice now.
0: <laughs> Agreed. They really have, and we're at we at OTY are super super happy for them. So with that. Sukiyomi Irodori by King and Prince this week sold a total of 101,603 copies and we're gonna go over and take a gander at the albums just to see how they did this week. We got Snowman with Snow Labo S2 in at number 10 i'm glad to see that rearing its head some other significant ones 17 17 japan first dp dream is on here at number six stray kids is on here at number four we got treasure the second step chapter two like k-pop is dominating a tease the world uh para at number one i mean it's just amazing to see some of the ones that are on here we got uh, Itsumo. we got let's see yeah, I mean we had a pretty good set on the album list good for everyone who has made it on there so with that we want we are we want to remind everyone to be sure to check out our website at ongatu.com O n g a k a o n g a K-U-T-O-Y-O-U. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Facebook at Ongaku We also want to give a big thank you and shout out to all of our affiliates. And we're going to start with Kyoto Hunter, who is a retro and horror Twitch streamer. And I know this week he's been feeling a little bit yucky and he's slowly getting over it. Mainly due to all the crud that's going around lately. So he hasn't got to stream as much as he's liked. However, he has been streaming some Signalus. And he has also been streaming some Pokemon Violet as well. So you can check him out on twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out Timberchap, who is not only a Twitch streamer, but a vocalist in his own right. He has done the theme to Devil May Cry. Not Devil May Cry. He has done the theme to Devil May Cry Baby. You can check him out, out on twitch.tv slash timbertaft, t-i-m-b-e-r-t-a-f-t. You can also check out my sister Rosalie. She has been streaming some Final Fantasy, a lot of Genshin Impact, some Monster Hunter as well. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash Kitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can and last but last, last but not least, you can check out Fangirl Has No Name who recently re-released her book, Sweet Nothing, which you can check out on audiobook and on the Amazon Nook, I believe, as well. And you can buy that copy, which I recommend, on Amazon, too, or any other bookstores. And you can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. And you can also check out our usual host, Ken, as O T Y Ken1, O T Y K E N 1, on Twitter, where he tweets about Bang Dream Aina Iba, Bang Dream D for DJ, and many, many more things. And Gray, oh, wait, wait. And don't forget to check out the podcast that Kyo, Timber, Fangirl, and Ken do called Potasaurus, where they discuss. Video games, the video game industry, what they are streaming, what they are talking about, Fangirl's new book, and much, much more. You can check that out on all podcast streaming services by looking up Kyoto Hunter. And with that, Gray, where can we find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at OnGakuGray where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there.
0: All right, and you can follow me on the Twitters, my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu, and Letterboxed as Luna Maria 87, L-U-N-A-M-A-R-I-A-87, where you can check out what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, what I'm bought, why I'm broke, my absolutely adorable yet monstrous cats. Lately, I am going to start watching a lot of holiday movies and also been getting in some interesting movie franchises. So you can check that on Letterboxd and Insta because I will be posting a lot more in there, hopefully. And you can check me out on the Twitters as Luna Maria87. So Instagram, Nerdy Collector Luna, N E R D Y C O L L E c-t-o-r-l-u-n-a. That is where I post many photos, videos, fun things, cute photos, what other things I bought, the Twitters you can check out, all the stuff I talk about, horror movies and cats and many many other cool things. So please follow me there and and I apologize about my rant. And With that, we want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed our little talks and discussions. And hopefully us, uh, the tripod, will be back next week. Ja Have a great rest of your week.
1: And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye.